0: This is The Brandy Joe Show, episode number 13. Welcome to another inspiring edition of The Brandy Joe Show, your weekly dose of wealth and wisdom for a prosperous financial life. And here's your host, Brandy Joe Newman. Is this episode 13? I'm. I'm hoping it is, or I'll redo it. All right. Good Monday morning, everyone. I am Brandy Joe Newman, and I am coming to you from San Antonio, Texas. Today, no guest, just me. Maybe a little bit of a rant. I was uh, speaking to someone yesterday, and I I said it might just be a Karen rant of a podcast. But uh, I think I have some good stuff for you. If you have not listened to my last episode with Kip Watson, I strongly urge you to just stop right now, go to the last episode and listen to that. It was so good. It was just, and and there was absolutely no editing. I did not edit one thing except for the, except for when I hit record and, and except the, the little bits of static and noise on the end. It was good. We, we gelled, we ham and egged, and we got through a lot of things that I believe can help a lot of you just with insight. Because I think one of the biggest deterrents to success or redefining success for just fulfillment is just cutting through the bullshit. And we create our own bullshit. Over the weekend, I talk with several people. Um, I sent out my Friday Five Points and it resonated with a lot of you. And I really, really appreciate that. I appreciate the the honesty and I appreciate the, the I, I appreciate your appreciation of me putting myself out here. And I just, from, from my experience of doing all of this work and personal development and coming to grips with who the hell I am. I believe and I feel and I've been called to put it all out there. You know, the deal is is that the more people I talk to, they have a running theme in what it is that they want to do. They know exactly what they want. They know ex- so they know the things they want. They know the things they want to do with their life, but they don't know really how to get there because of what Stephen Pressfeld calls resistance and that's resistance with a capital r it's a real thing and what i go into on uh friday five points a little bit is the brain is always trying to protect itself the brain does not want to change the brain wanted to just absorb what its surroundings are and if you read um uh, Juan Miguel Ruiz, I think I'm saying his name right, the Four Agreements author in all of his writings, you'll know that we are, for lack of a better word, indoctrinated into a culture and a belief system that we're born into. Now, is that right for us? I think that comes later on. And I think that comes as you start to venture out into the world. I started venturing out into the world at 21 years old, and I re- I literally went around the world twice, and I got a PhD in culture and people that no two people are alike, but we have some, some similarities in the way that we go about things, and what I was getting to just a little bit, of, little bit ago, I'm already starting to ramble, is... The more people I talk to, the more resistance raises up. And I just, I just call them on it because my, if, if Mr. Pressfield will allow me, I would like to be a resistance slayer. You don't need to do certain things in order to have certain things. So for example, I have a very good friend client that wants a house. I really, you know, I really want a house. I really want a home. I want, you know, I love to cook. I want a kitchen. Okay. Go get one. Well, I need to do my taxes first and then I need to do this. And, th- and it's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. Well, I need to get this in line and I need to, I need to make sure that this is, this is done. And it's total bullshit. And it's, It's not you, it's your brain. And we are not our brain. It's early, I'm having coffee. So, (laughs) and it's Monday, I am raring to go. The, stop doing that. Don't write down everything that you have to do in order to get what you want or in order to do what you believe you have to do. Just do it, just do it, Nike damn it just do it all right so but i okay so let me backtrack a little bit i understand that you need to be prepared but having the things and doing the things and wanting the things that you believe are going to make you happy i think you just need to start doing them and you know i i had a conversation with it wasn't really a conversation it was a basically a five sentence uh, reflective interaction with, with Claudia is that she aspires to, you know, just do the things that she really wants to do. And what I responded with was I didn't become who I am today by aspiring or, um, working on the things. I just, became and that comes with the decision that I made that I was no longer going to be dependent on I guess alcohol I was no longer going to be dependent on alcohol to fill a void you know that's what my dad did um I want to fill the void with purpose and goodness and connect with people all around, all around the world, even though I'm sitting right here in San Antonio, I want to put all of myself out there for everyone to either enjoy or poopoo on, and you know, in the bubble, everybody, not everybody, but some people do want to poop on, poopoo on you, and they want to assume, and they want to, you know, say things behind your back that Number one, they're assuming, and number two, they have absolutely no knowledge of because they haven't asked me. And that was the other thing that I put in my Friday Five Points. If you, and this is me, okay, so this is the Brandy Joe Show, and this is me talking to all of you, how you have to interact with me. If, if I'm MIA, if I'm missing an action, it's usually not you. But people want to take credit for other people. And I just think that that is totally ridiculous. And the the, the the audacity and the gall that some people have to think that somehow they have something to do with what it is that I'm doing or what it is that you're doing, you know, go from your perspective. And I'll give you a great example. I'm playing golf. I'm, I'm at Q school. And it's my first Q school. It's 19. No, no, no. It's my second. It was 1995. Man, to be 24? No, 22. Holy shit. To be 22 again. All right. So 1995, it's the Bobcat course in Venice. And anybody who's listening to this that has gone through LPGA Q school, you know, the exact golf course that I'm talking about. And my parents are there, and they drove 17 hours from Kilgore, Texas. And my mother has watched almost, almost, my mother has watched the majority of my golf tournaments throughout my entire life. I can choose four out of my mind right now that my dad has come and watch, and one was just not good. I may do a whole podcast on that. playing Bobcat in Venice and my dad shows up on like, I don't know, 13 or 14. And, you know, I'm 22 years old. And I just assume that, you know, he's been in the bar drinking and, and needless to say for anyone out there that knows me and that knows my dad, he was the sweetest, gentlest human being on the planet had so much empathy too much empathy in some cases but he couldn't sit still and walking along a golf tournament watching anyone tiger woods your daughter that did not fit with his personality type so he wanted to come in and make an appearance as as the same that i do i can't stand to watch golf tournaments it's the same here so he shows up on the backside and I proceed to, I don't know, bogey and double bogey-in or some shit like that. Shot like 80-something. Missed the cut eventually. I think that was the first round. And afterwards, my dad comes up to me. And again, this is what I remember. I think the first words out of his mouth were, was that my fault? And I remember thinking to myself, really? You're going to take credit for my crap. Let me at least own my own bullshit. And that's literally what I have learned to do now, is that I need to own everything that I do, everything that I say, everything that I make up, everything that I imagine to not be true. And that comes back to the four agreements. Be impeccable with your word. Don't gossip. Don't talk about people. And if you do, if you are talking about people, it better be from a positive source. And it better be a conduit to them to help them if you're going to talk about people. I'm I'm thinking of what I heard about over, over the weekend about me, which is just hilarious. Uh, never assume. Do not assume anything about anyone, anything, any situation. Don't take anything personally it has nothing to do with you nothing on this planet really has anything to do with you now if you create it on your own yeah you can take it personally you can feel bad about doing stupid things and bad things and whatever but you got to own it you you have to own it okay what did i say Now, now i forgot the fourth one be impeccable with your word never assume Don't take anything personally and always do your best. Always do your best. And that leads into being conscientious. Thinking about how your actions are impact, not just the people that you love, the entire world. When you're not doing your best, you're creating a ripple effect throughout the world. When you are doing your best, you're creating a ripple effect throughout the world. David G. calls it, um, there's there's OJAS, and then, the, oh, now I have to look this up. Sorry, DG. It's OJAS and AMA. Sorry, didn't even get there. Ojas and AMA. And those are the two, those are the two things that we give off. And you have to decide which one you want which which one you want to to reverberate out into the world. I mean, do you want to be do you want to walk into a room and have everybody go, uh, oh, there she is. Or you want to walk into, and you have three options. Do you want to walk into a room and have everybody go, oh, God, she's here. Do you want to walk into a room and just have everyone be indifferent and just, you know, pleasantries and say hi. Very neutral. Or do you want to walk into the room and say, oh, yeah, she's here. Let's go. I like the the last two. So think about that. Think about what you are putting out into the world. And don't take any... Certainly, don't take anything good or bad away from people. Let people own their own bullshit. All right, moving on. how far How far are we into this? <laughs> Already rambling. All right, let's talk about the Mondays. So never and I guess it's Murphy's law as well. but the the the, the incredible effect of just the Mondays. you have a great weekend. Uh, some of you out there have the Sunday scaries, like, oh my God, have I done everything that I needed to do for the week? But my thing is waking up on Monday morning and having every kind of update come on every app, every computer, every account, everything that I need. And so I'm like raring to go, hitting the ground running and, oh, wait, we have to restart our computer. And then it has to update. And then it takes 22 minutes for that to happen. Never fails. It doesn't happen every Monday, but a few weeks ago, it was happening like consistently every morning, every Monday. Here's the other thing: is unexpected bank drafts and credit card charges that just seem to that that just seem to bombard your bank accounts. All of a sudden, it's like a a flurry of fire arrows over the wall into the compound and it's like where the fuck did all of my money go (laughs) oh and the other thing is chrome so that that goes back to the to the updates it's like chrome wants to update and do everything and then it's like okay i have 56 tabs open and then they're all gone so i save like every Have every line of tabs that I have, and Claudia hates this about me that I have. I literally have 56 tabs open. I will have two windows open because I have two screens, and I will have 56 tabs on each screen. So I will have a Chrome window on one (laughs) on my laptop, and then I'll have a Chrome window on my monitor, and you know, 112 tabs later. That's just, you know, that's just the way I work. Um, and then Here's the biggest thing that happens on Monday and not the biggest, but this is the thing that really annoys me. And again, I told you that this was kind of a Karen rant and this, this goes, this goes throughout the week as well is I have, I have a set, I have a system for, you know, gathering leads, educating prospects and people becoming people becoming clients. And, you know, it starts at the top of the funnel. You can always schedule an appointment with me. You can always get to me somehow and know that you're going to get me by scheduling an appointment. And I have several different options for appointments. I have a discovery call. I have a 30-minute chat. I have a 10-minute chat. You can schedule a time to talk to me, and I will call you at that time, and we will talk. And the thing that absolutely aggravates the hell out of me is people texting me and saying, In their text, well, I see that you have, you know, Thursday at two o'clock available. Is that good? And I'm like, oh, my God. So I make a note of who this person is. And my response is, just book whatever time that is convenient to you. And it's like, that goes back to having to do things before you actually do them and it's like just click click in your number i will call you at that time it's like why are you asking permission when i have my availability right there for the world to see right there for the world to see i mean that's that's just a big one and i told you it was going to be a Karen rant so it's it's just it's just so annoying what you know the universe puts out In front of you for you to deal with and you know the the correct response with anything is to just practice soda david g's soda stop observe detach and awaken so when i open up my laptop on a monday morning and it says you know don't shut down don't close anything it's going to take an hour and a half to update everything that's that's a little much but I just stop, I observe, accept, and then I'm like, okay, this has nothing to do with me, and then awaken to whatever the hell else I can do. That's usually the case. But the biggest, the biggest impact that you can have on your life is to just stop, be still, and watch, observe. And not figure out that if it's for you or not for you, because usually it's never for you. And then that's when you detach. And it's like, this has nothing to do with me. Just like arguments or just like people snipping and getting pissy with you. It's not about you. It's about them. It is always about them. 100% of the time. I can guarantee that. All right. um, Moving on what i had plugged in friday five points was we become what we see and in 2019 we uh stayed with a couple in flagstaff um tony and patricia lovely people and tony was a cruise ship captain for his entire life and they had retired to forest highlands in flagstaff arizona and also uh phoenix so they spent the the summers in Flagstaff and the winters in Phoenix. Yay. That's what I want when I grow up. So we were having a conversation one night and we asked the question, how do you become a cruise ship captain? <laughs> like how do you aspire to be a cruise ship captain? And it's like, um, is it captain Steubing from the love boat? Because that's what I'm imagining, and he was like, "Yeah, pretty much, pretty much it. You know, you interact. You have a captain's table. You interact with the with the guests. You make sure that everybody's doing their job. All the things." And I said, "What got you interested in in you know boats or whatever?" And he grew up on the Isle of Wight, and he sh- saw ships and cruise ships come in every day. And I had just not just i had probably read daniel coyle's the talent code at least a year prior to that and when tony's you know talking about you know what he saw growing up it's literally the windshield effect that you become what you see or as daniel um oh i can't remember his last name um thoughts become things guy i'll I'll find his name here in a minute um thoughts become things like whatever you whatever you think about that's what that's what happens so with losing weight if all you worry about is not losing weight you're not going to lose weight if all you think about is oh my God, I don't want to be poor. You're going to be poor. Oh my God, I never have any money. You're never going to have any money. So it's the brain, it's energy, it's the universe, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. I know that I am a living, walking, living, talking example, case study, whatever of whatever you put out into the universe, you get back. And that is through energy, it's through thoughts, it's through um, even good deeds, being generous, all the things. So the windshield effect is the the fact that you're sitting here watching all of this and the the the, the brain basically says, okay, this is what we want. So I'm so I'm gonna work with the universe or however they do it. I don't I don't know I don't know how they do it, but um the <laughs> the the way that it Mike Dooley is the guy's name. Sorry, I'm actually sitting here looking up. You can totally tell. So Mike Dooley is the universe talks t u t dot com and. He's a big believer in your thoughts. In your thoughts become things, but then you take thoughts become things, and then you mirror, mirror, mirror it with your surroundings. You're more likely to adopt what it is that you're around, and that you're involved, and that you're enthralled, and that you're dipped into. We can get into some gender studies and some transgender issues if you would like to as well. Um I'm actually planning on having a a um a guest on the show later on in the season that talks about this incredible gender identity crisis that we have and it comes from it's it's usually not and here's the thing it's usually not the oldest sibling it's the younger sibling. That wants to become what they see, which is admiration and love that the older sibling is give, give, given and therefore they believe they need to become just like the older sibling. And if the older sibling is a different gender, that could be a catalyst for them becoming transgendered and having gender identity crisis. And again, I'm just reading. And with my thing, I try to read both sides. Confirmation bias, all the things. I like to read the actual data and the science and the study of it. So with that being said, <laughs> I don't know how the hell I got on gender. Um, I did want to plug that though. So with Claudia, so, that, so that's Tony's. Tony Tony's um vision and why he believes that he became a cruise ship captain with me you know I'm a wheeler dealer um I grew up in a family that was into politics banking real estate cattle ranching oil and gas timber I loved all that and the biggest thing the biggest impact that My surroundings had on me was the fact that nobody really seemed to work. And when I'm talking about the definition of work, they didn't punch a clock. They didn't get up and have to go somewhere and be somewhere at a certain time. And I, of course, I like that. I have trouble with tea times. I just think that tea times are a suggestion. So when I started playing professional golf, it was like, oh, I have to be at a certain place. And that's what resonated with me, wheeling and dealing, having, you know, having 12 different streams of income and having them be somewhat connected to each other. But really it was all about relationships. My dad did an incredible job of leveraging his network. My uncle Jack did as well. Um, even cousins on the, on the other side over in Louisiana, it it was the same thing. I didn't come from a family that somebody had to be someplace to open something up. And so that's just kind of the, the lifestyle and the, and the philosophical, I guess, system that I adopted to live my life. Um, Claudia and having a having aspirations of being a a neurosurgeon her dad was a cardiologist she was surrounded by um, the medical profession and she she got really close Um, she had a run in with organic chemistry and she was like "Mm, no this is not what I want to do so she basically changed her track and now she's in exercise science expert and you know has a masters and trains and she's really freaking good at her job and it's where that where we get our inspiration to become what we want to be is usually who we are looking up to i've had conversations with with very close friends of mine and and asking them you know how did you figure out that you wanted to be a CPA who grows up and wants to be an auditor and it lends itself back to who you admire. And in this case, it was, um, in this case, it was, it was people that she looked up to the, the end all be all is what am I going to educate myself with in order to have a good job, and take that track into a career, and then is that career going to be fulfilling? I know someone that I believe they work at Rackspace now, or maybe USAA. They worked at Rackspace now; they work at USAA, and they have a fish and wild game um, degree from A&M. They don't use their degree at all. None but you know they've got a piece of paper that's a lot more than I can say about me so it's just it's to me it's what you're going to do what you know and you're going to do what you're you're absolutely going to end up at some point in your life, doing what you repeatedly are seeing, and it's just all of that is just so interesting to me. So let's go back and talk about the shield, wind shield effect from Daniel Coyle's book, The Talent Code. I'll have a link in the show notes below on um, on all the platforms for you to go and get the book. I'll also have a link to one of the talks that he gave that I actually used when I was teaching golf is you pay attention to what you want, want to pay attention to, and you are what you repeatedly do. The Talent Code is one of the best books that I've ever written. And for you to change a behavior, this is what I got out of the book. This was the bottom line. For you to change your behavior, you have to be deliberately slow, in slow motion to change a behavior. And you have to to adopt the new behavior, and then you have to repeat the new behavior over and over and over again as slow, the, the slowest you could move. So you'll read about him going to all of these talent hotbeds. And one of the talent hotbeds was the Tennis Academy out of Russia. And they had 20 out of the top 50 tennis players in the world at one time. And the way that they taught, they taught in slow motion. They had a racket. So these children, they they are children. They are small, very young children. And their parents throw them into this tennis academy. And they they don't even hit a ball for the first three years. And they move around the court in slow motion. And they are still in certain positions moving as slow as possible. Um, he also interviewed um, a singing coach. And I want to say Britney Spears, Ariana Grande, Selena Gomez... And the way that this lady taught was if you could understand the song, you're singing it too fast. Same thing with Music Academy in upstate New York. If you could understand and follow the song, you're playing it too fast. And so I adopted this into my golf teaching and it drove people crazy. It's like, all they want to do is just you know, Gatling gun, a bucket of balls and say, okay, I think I got it. And it's, and, and they don't, and it was just, it was hilarious and trying to say the least to not say, okay, just do it again while I was standing there. To actually become a person that can be slow, deliberate, and manipulate the movements in order to become better makes you a better player, makes you a better person because you're attentive, you're observant, you're also accepting of the result and not so focused on the outcome. You're focused on the move and the process. So take that for what it's worth. All right. I want to talk about Kerwin Ray here at the end. I don't know where this guy gets his insight and his education and his knowledge, but dude's fucking brilliant. I don't even I don't even know where he came from. He's in Australia. I now follow him on Instagram. I've um enrolled in some of his classes. I want to go to one of his conferences or events or whatever. Um I want him to come to the states. But this guy with his Instagram reels, and I'll have the link in the show notes below. He had one last night that I read right before I went to bed. Those that are in pain usually inflict pain. So if you're in a relationship, and this this is talking about, you know, relationships between two people. And the person with the most level of conscious, or most, most conscious in the relationship, their role and their goal is to, number one, not impart more pain on the other person, but get them to, to help them to realize that they need to heal themselves. And I was like, oh, my God, that's awesome. That is awesome. Because you cannot help those people that don't want help or that don't even realize it. <laughs> yeah, a little self-righteous moment there. Um, we want to help we we need to help these people heal rather than continue add to their pain and add to their hurt. So most of the time, you can you can basically just accept whatever pain that they are inflicting on you, knowing. Again, that it's not about you. It is whatever someone is doing to you, they're in and hurting you, they're hurting worse. Absolutely. And so this, this guy Kerwin Ray, we're on the we're on the same frequency because he's I think he's had a lot of turmoil and a lot of hurt the way that I have. And he's putting himself out there and he's being right in your face about it. And I just love it. I just love it. So I I wish that he would share like more books or more um you know where he gets his knowledge because if it's god-given, lord of mercy, we need to make this guy a saint already. Okay. So that's that's all I have for today. Um I just really wanted to get some of these some of these instances and aspects that I run into throughout my life. So you can at least hear how I deal with them. Um, You know, my thing is that I'll just stop, observe, usually say fuck or damn it. And then I'll breathe for a little bit and then I'll detach because I know it's not about me. I can't take anything personally. It's, I think it's, it's the best, it's the, it's the best foundation to live your life from is to not take anything personally, because everybody comes from their own perspective. And when they question another person, it's from their perspective, not trying to understand yours. And. What I try to do with every conversation that I have is understand the other person's perspective, which is empathy. And it took me a long time to even realize that empathy was a real thing. So, with that being said, I thank you for listening. You can subscribe. You can leave me a review. I would really appreciate that. You can find me everywhere Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok. I'm on WhatsApp. I'm everywhere. I want to be everywhere you are so I can help. Please, please love yourself first and then take that love and share it with the world. Listening to the Brandy Joe Show. You can find out more on our website, BrandyJoeNewman.com.